Hello, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. Interested in a universal vacation? I can help you find the best deal for your family. There are tons of options at Universal, and I can help you choose the best ones and help build an itinerary to help you maximize your time there. I make the plans, and you make the memories. Contact me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Universal After Dark. I'm Nick, and on this episode, I am joined by uh, the Liverpool Tosspot Craig. Yo, <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. I'm sorry. Uh, we are joined by the isolated Ryan. Please stand clear of the moving walkway. Um, so, so do that. Do what he says. Um, we are joined by. Um, he's not Northern. He's not Northern. He's told me he's not Northern. We're joined by P Dubs. Hey, up. And uh, the man who's never foot um, north of Manchester. We're joined by Mr. D. Hello there. How are you, old chap? <laughs> That's that's the attitude, that's the accent I'm expecting. Um, it's pretty much a full house tonight, which is interesting, because um, there's there's one glaring omission. Um, if you haven't already seen uh, Boston, a.k.a. Amanda, um, announced to us today that she was uh, stepping away from the podcast, there's, no, there's been no fallout or drama or anything like that. I wish there had been... You know, we we love um, trying to work out why people have left uh, other podcasts, and you know, I think we all remember the great Dibcast saga of affairs. Wasn't that what happened, Craig? Didn't didn't Dibcast? Didn't one of them have an affair with one of the other podcasters or something? I think someone in Dibcast was knobbing someone. Yeah, in Dobcast. Or That's how I was born. <laughs> when two podcasters I, come together, Ryan slid out. The ultimate podcaster. <laughs> King of all podcasters. So, come to uh, pass opinion amongst you. So, so um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no drama. Um, I, you know, I think it's been going on for a while. I think um, a man has just been busy with Halloween Half Hour. Um, I don't think she's... Um, you know, enjoyed being furloughed. Not that any of us really had been, but, you know, and, you know, she had a trip booked for Universal for her birthday and wasn't able to go. And I just think her heart's not really in it at the moment. So 
she took the decision to to step away um and you know we understand and it, it was becoming harder and harder to record with her because you know she had stuff going on and we had to keep moving dates and the one thing that i i hate doing is trying to not release episodes when we say we will do speaking of which when uh when was discovered dlp supposed to be out two weeks ago <laughs> Uh, it's there's one a month so it's still going to be within the month <laughs> um but yeah so we um yeah it's it's a shame but it's it's for the best when you're when you are committing yourself to do podcasts or anything like that it's supposed to be fun and if it's not fun then don't do it and that's the decision a man has made and we hope that um, well, she'll definitely come back in the future as a guest and we've left the door open to her if she wants to come back but there is one problem with that we've said that she can come back but she ain't going to come back to this podcast is she? <laughs> no because this is also as well as it being Austin's last episode of Universal After Dark it is our last episode of Universal After Dark because I'm a twat and I like to rebrand stuff after it's been around for a while. And quite frankly, you know, Universal After Dark is associated with Amanda. Um, if she's not going to be on it, time for a change. So that's what we're doing. So this is the last Universal After Dark. God, this is going to depress some people, isn't it? No. Yeah, it probably won't do, actually. I don't know if anyone cares about this podcast, but we do. But um, we will still stick to the, the schedule that we like to stick to. So towards the end of the month will be our universal episode um we're still arguing what the name's going to be but that's that's what's going to happen we'll announce that in, in due course but um yeah so this is kind of like you know it feels like it feels a little bit like the the last day of term which of course no one's experiencing this year because the schools are all shut but I agree no. all right so i don't know if craig's brought the ball games in um, if we're lucky, the teacher might roll in the big TV on, on wheels. I haven't even brought my underpants in. No, it doesn't surprise me. No change from usual. Um, but yeah, we had a show kind of planned and we're going to hold that off till next month with the start of the, the relaunch. Um, but there's been some universal news since we all last came together. So, Craig, no pun intended. Um, so it takes we years obviously... of practice, mate, to come together. Years of practice. It's all in the head. And a few packets of digestives as well. Yeah. Just, yeah, no chocolate digestives. That's that's weird. (laughs) That's really weird. Just Um, some soggy biscuits. Hobnobs. Acts of absorbent. You can get 12 different types of... Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, uh, since we last got together, the world, at least in Florida, has started to kind of try and go back to normal a little bit. So what we're experiencing now is is things opening up and universal is the first part that's done that so uh, who who remembers when it when city walk opened up uh may the 14th may the 14th so yeah that's two weeks ago so i'm, I'm almost pretty much spot on oh this um, year i thought you meant back in the day yeah a couple day. of weeks ago <laughs> it's, well, it's the 20th anniversary this year as well um 30th maybe no, Ireland, Ireland City Walk. Ireland's mm. opening ninety nine. I think. So Universal opened in in uh, ninety, didn't it? 
Yes, so it's Universal's 30th this year. Yeah, in June. Have you all been so, queuing up for six hours for a fucking pin? No, I, I, that's Disney. We're not talking about Disney. shitty tonight. mugs. We're not talking about Disney tonight. We're talking Universal. So City Walk reopened on the 14th. Um, limited shops, although more have opened since then. Um, Bubba Gump's, of course, was open, Craig, so you'd have been all right if he was there. Um, I wouldn't have queued up for six hours to get in. We're not talking about Disney. People weren't queuing six hours to go to City Walk. People don't even queue six minutes to get into City Walk. They just turn around. Um, but we've seen that. We've seen how the security has been addressing the mask situation. And I'd say for the first few days, it looked pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. It didn't look too bad. People seemed to be socially distancing and people were wearing masks. But then it all kind of fell apart a bit because I'm seeing more and more pictures now of people going through security wearing a mask and then taking their mask off at the next available opportunity and no one seems to be doing anything about it either. I say tase him. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Right in the face and or balls. I tend to agree, to be honest. Even the women. That's quite, that's quite a good aim, though, in the balls. Well, I, I, I'd imagine uh, well, I'd imagine it is, because if you're not sticking to the rules, the chances are you've got very small balls. And they're on your head, so just aim for the head. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the situation with City Walk. Uh, I, actually, I'll tell you what was quite nice at City Walk was the, um, the characters they have at um, the Emporium. What's it called? Toothsome. Toothsome, um, where the, the face characters were wearing masks, including the robot. Because obviously that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, behind a railing. Yeah, but it was, it was it was quite you know quite cute. Oh, it's nice, but it's all your pictures are going to be of them ten feet behind you, behind a railing, hey, in a mask. It's better than Disney when you don't get any photos at all. Exactly. You know, just think at least the characters are out, even if you can't go near them. Um, but June the fifth is the reopening day of Universal. In fact, what, was it the 7th of June that it opened in 1990? I believe so. I'm sure I got that in my head for some reason. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure I heard that today, actually. So it's convenient and it's opening the, the yeah. site, like it's, it's 30th anniversary week. Um, but Ryan, what, what have Universal actually said about this? What have they said is, is going to be happening when um, they reopen the, the park to guess? Yeah, so I've got um, an official release from Universal, which I'll, I'll read a little bit of. Uh, the reopening will include Universal Studios Florida, Universal's Island of Adventure, and Universal's Volcano Bay. Attendance during this time will be carefully managed and controlled. Universal will soon schedule team members for training on its new procedures. It will conduct a team member preview on June 1st and 2nd, so the new procedures can be practiced and refined. A limited number of guests will be invited to visit on the 3rd and 4th, as Universal continues to to prepare for its phased opening. The public opening will be on June 5th with Universal continuing to manage daily attendance. Um, the new health, safety and hygiene procedures will cover each step of a guest's visit, how they arrive, how they interact with other guests, how they experience attractions, rides and shows and how they have meals. So it doesn't look like from, from that press release, it doesn't sound like there's going to be too much disruption in 
in terms of the day-to-day operating, i.e. they've not said limited attractions, they've not said, you know, they've, they've mentioned shows, so it sounds like shows will go on, which will be interesting because, you know, the horror makeup show is fairly interactive. Um, yeah. and, I, and I guess as well that the, the animal actors live on stage, I imagine all the animals are dead, aren't they? Because they haven't been fed for like two months. Well, this is it. No, there's no mention as far as I can see on specific attractions and things that will be shut. The only thing additional they say is that there's no details on when the hotels are reopening yet. Um, they're going to be shared soon. Yeah. Mm. Volcano Bay is open now, isn't it? Yes, that was included in the list, yeah. Yeah. That's just a weird one to me, like the water parks. Mm. Oh, I've seen people saying, oh, it's got chlorine in the water. You'll be all right, because we all sneeze underwater. Yeah, yeah. It, is a, it is a strange one, I have to be honest. I found it strange that they've opened like these these little local ones so quickly. I can understand places like um, Old Town and, and places like that opening, but the... the the local water parts I still find a little bit strange because you can't control how close you're going to be to people when you're in water. Yeah, and unless we know that chlorine kills it off completely, just seems a bit of an odd one. That's Donald. That's Dr. Donald. He'll know. <laughs> that seems well, I, I, saw, um, I saw earlier, um, well, it was yesterday actually, he, uh, he recommended potentially exploring the option of taking insulin to to cure it, so uh, feel free to test it, Donald, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and Donald, while you're at it, try arsenic. <laughs> if, you, if you take arsenic, you definitely won't get COVID-19 after that. No, that's it, exactly. that. it's perfect, perfect immunity. Um, I, it, it's weird, right? I think, I think we're looking at it completely differently to the rest of the world, because we are... Um, we're still in lockdown. We're still none the wiser as to when we're going to see certain restrictions um, lift and, and things start to go back to normal. I'm sorry, but, you know, just because they've announced when car showrooms are going to be open, it's not the same as going back to normal, right? Um, so we're still in a, in a different position to our friends over in Florida, who most seem to be very up for everything going back to normal now. But from where we're kind of sat, it does seem a bit early. Well, yeah, back to I mean, normal. The crazy thing over here is like, as you said, they're saying, you know, we're going to open some shops again. We're going to open car showrooms. Um, but we're not going to tell you when you can see your family again, because it's perfectly safe to walk, you know, close to someone who you don't know. Um, in in a shop or an outdoor market, but God forbid that that family member you've not seen in twelve weeks and who you know hasn't left the house can't be seeing them. Yeah, it's it's madness. It's absolutely madness, and that's and that's why for us it, all of this stuff seems a bit too soon. Um, but you know, I, we we're not living in Florida, so it's it's, is, it's hard over here. I, I just think the theme parks are going to be shut for the entire season. It's yeah, it's quite possible. Alton Towers have put information out today. Have yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, out there planning to social distance on on rides and stuff. Interesting. It's not again. It's only opening on Wednesdays. Well, the the thing is, right? 
I've been all angry and everything about everything and people coming and going and getting too close to each other and everything. We've got it open at some time. As long as you look after your own health and safety, right? And I know, Ryan, you've definitely got to. The rest of us, uh, you're obviously retired, Paul. The other two are working from home. I'm going into work. But as long as we all try and look after ourselves as best we can and do our own social distancing, why would you put yourself in a situation where you're sitting on a roller coaster next to or behind somebody who's just sneezed into their mask and then you're you're stuck on that ride not knowing if he had his mask on, whether he's covering his nose, you know, all these little things. Just don't put yourself in that. And so now that I'm thinking that way, I'm not really that angry anymore. Yeah. You know, if people want to do it, and there's this strange thing with Universal and Disney where... Half of America self-medicates. They've all got mental health issues. They're all on antidepressants. And people need that type of stuff. But they project their happiness onto these places. And it's fake happiness. It's not real happiness, is it? We're all happy when we're on holiday, but it's a holiday. But these people are going there and they're substituting. They're not happy because they're not in that place. Well, I, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't buy it. And the reason why I don't buy it is because what if Disney went bankrupt tomorrow? What if Universal went bankrupt tomorrow? Those theme parks just close. They'd all be jumping off buildings, mate. They'd have to find something else. No, we, we would find something else because we know it's a holiday. Yes, look, I mean, look, we're sitting here doing a fucking podcast about this shit. Who cares? These are just theme parks. There's bigger things going on out there. We're bankrupt. This country's bankrupt. America's basically bankrupt. We've borrowed more money as a country in the last month than we did in the whole of last year. And people's heads are falling off over theme parks. Just don't go until you feel your personal health and safety can be safely adhered to. That is in the basic health and safety laws. Everybody's health and safety is everybody else's concern your health and safety paramount first and then the health and safety of others just don't I'm, go i'm what i'm going to do is I, I think i need to um test my eyesight and take a, a few thousand mile trip to hogwarts castle um just just to sit you know just to sit outside and just see what it's like well that's what i was gonna i was gonna get on a plane and, and do the same thing yeah just just fly over yeah um, i was waiting for my invite for being an annual pass holder <laughs> well yeah so so craig that's actually um a good point because i know that you looked at this um i i haven't actually looked at the survey yet but i got one as well um but you you got the the survey about the i reopening. did it as well <laughs> they didn't yes. want to talk they didn't want to talk to me they Jeez. literally put in that i was an annual pass holder and how old i was and they were like thank you very much thank you and that was it wow. <laughs> Well, I don't think I enough. got the. I didn't get the full survey either. I got so far and then I got kicked off as well. Um, I only got about six or seven questions. Oh, okay. So, but, but what 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 were they kind of saying about? Um, when are you planning on going? Basically, did you have a holiday booked? Let me see if I've kept the screen captures because I did. I did share them, didn't I? Uh, no, I think they're in our group. Keep talking, I'll find them. 
they were basically just fishing to see when we're we're, we're going back into um, when we're planning on going back. And I mean, but, I mean, look at look at um, Disney today, and I guess today is the just for the record of listeners, the day where the um, World of Disney reopened for the first time. And I know this isn't a, a Disney podcast, but the same will apply to when Universal opened the, their doors again. The the crowds descending on that store to buy a t-shirt or a pin or whatever, something that you don't actually need and that you can, for the most part, buy online, was insane. Like, the people were not keeping social distancing um, ruled at all. There were quite a few pictures of people just bundled together. Um, they, were, they were all in masks, to be fair, from what I saw. But, you know, that's not the point. You still need to be socially distanced. And turning up in what looked like the hundreds, if not thousands, to wait six hours to get into a Disney store. Um, and the same type of people are going to be there day one at Universal waiting to get on um, Harry Potter or Fallon or Hagrid's, whatever it may be. Um, at the same time, people that obviously in Disney Springs are unable to keep themselves socially distanced. And for me, it is a, it's a big concern. And as you were saying, Craig, it's the reason why at the minute, there's no way I'm thinking about going back. Well, basically, the, the survey, the first question, strangely enough, uh, was about what type of ticket are you going to buy when you're coming back? I saw that question, actually. I mean, obviously, because you said it, but I was like, what a weird what a weird question to ask, I thought, anyway. Yeah, well, that was the first one. Then, when do you next plan to visit? So I put 19 months um, for that one, which was the longest I could put. I couldn't go any wow. further, 19 months plus. And then, did you have to cancel and postpone a vacation? I put, yes, I did. So, and are, then you, are, did. You, are you out in something, though? Well, I was going to Halloween Horror Nights with the short fucking buffoon from London, but I'm not now. Really? Yeah. I don't know any short buffoons in London. Um, um, I, uh, I'm from Essex. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing that's, that's obviously frustrating me is I had an annual pass to use, which I know is now going to be no good because we're not going um, before that runs out. Very annoying. Um, but, um, yeah, I think... Talking about those queues at the World of Disney, did, did those people not realise that Shop Disney's been online the whole time? Well, this is it. I, I just don't get it. I just, I just don't understand people's logic. To be honest, I mean, yes, there's. You could have stopped there. You could have just stopped there and said, "I don't understand people's logic." Yeah, I mean, I, I understand <laughs> that there are some um, bloggers and bloggers who, you know, yes, we can we can say, "Oh well, how dare they?" But you know. I do understand that's how they make their living um, and need to, you know, and obviously want to get that living back to some kind of normality. However, the majority of the people there were not bloggers, journalists. It's the casual Disney fan who are turning up to get their spirit jersey. Um, and it's like, really, did, you know, can, can that not wait? There's 40 of them online. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know not everything is online, but come on. Disney have said they're not releasing anything like limited edition in the store anytime soon to try and stop this from happening. But it's it's just bonkers. It really is. I think I, I did see someone today say that, you know, the people queuing outside World of Disney today are not people that are desperate to buy Disney merchandise. It's eBay flippers that have been out of work. Mm. Wouldn't because, surprise me, and vloggers. <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 obviously who was down there today as well. Um, it, it just seemed, it did seem a bit bizarre. But 
Um, yeah, going back to Universal, it, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, they're the first of the big thing parts to open back up in Orlando. Um, they're taking the first steps. It's brave to take the first step. And, um, you know, to paraphrase um, Dodgeball, it's a brave strategy. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it pans out because, you know, I, I, I obviously hope that it does go well and that there are no problems. But the fear is, from, from, from you know, for me looking at it from the outside, is that, you know, if those parts reopen and then suddenly there's a huge spike and there's like a second wave. I mean, Orlando or Orange County seems to have not had much of a first, really. There seems to be a few discrepancies as to why, but they seem to have done pretty well for themselves. But, you know, if they open this stuff up and there's a second wave, you know, Disney aren't opening for another month. If that happens, Disney can't open. Disney my worry, push my worry with, with Universal is that they've not given us any kind of strategy as to how they're opening. They've not announced limits, whether you had to have to reserve entry or, or anything, compared to what Disney have said today, which is what they're doing. They're, they're setting a reservation system up. It implied Universal were making it up as they went along. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And that, I think that's why Disney went, do you know what? Give us another week and we'll be able to give you a full story. SeaWorld did exactly the same today. Yeah. They've yeah, given that extra week, and they've been able to say exactly what they're doing. But now Disney have put that information out there. Universal will just copy and paste like they usually do. And, Except I know, don't think they've got the structure to be able to do it. Yeah, the diff- I mean, the thing is, Craig, you're right in that that's obviously the most obvious thing to do would be to copy and paste. But the, the other problem you've got is that by by doing that, by implementing that, you've actually got to do what you say you're going to do. Now, if they haven't, you know, just just for argument's sake, if they've got to uh, put put markings on the floor or if they've got to uh, set up more cleaning stations or, or whatever, they've got to do that before the park opens, if that's what they're saying they're going to do. So they haven't got time to mess about. They've got to, whatever they're going to do, they've got to crack on with it pretty sharpish. So... It's, no. it's an impossible situation. I mean, I, I saw today there was a, a cast member in, in Disney Springs basically shouting at people to, to like social distance, social distance, because they're all just trying to pile in and they had no control of the situation. Now, plus, plus the stormtroopers. Plus the stormtroopers, yeah. yeah. Which is a nice touch, but. What? What, what are the stormtroopers doing? They got, they got stormtroopers up on top of one of the buildings <laughs> that were directing people to keep away from each other. Standing, the thing is, a, standing not, above a Nazi flag. It's not much yeah. of a threat, though, is it? Everybody knows a stormtrooper couldn't hit anybody with that blaster, so no. you're just going to ignore that. Exactly. Yeah, and the other awkward thing is that what they've effectively done is put on a nice little show for people to flock and watch. Yeah. Yeah. I like the true. idea, though. But it's like yeah. you can't even keep control in Disney Springs. How is Universal gonna, or, or Disney going to keep control of people socially distancing in a theme parks unless they have significantly portioned off a lot of cast members into security. It's the only way they're going to do it. And they've got this, like, Disney have got this, like, socially distanced squad that are going around and, you know, going, oh, stay away from each other. Like, you need to be a bit more pushy than that. You've got to... It's going to be all the character cast members that are doing it and all going to be nicey-nicey about it. Yeah, it's like, well... Waddle around. don't, don't tell people nicely to put their mask on. You give them one warning. If they don't do it, then you escort them off, pre- off the premises for three months. That's how you do it. Enforce the rules. 
and make sure that everyone sticks to them. My experience at Disney last year was the cast members are starting to get an attitude problem. So my little nephew stood on the pavement in Hollywood Studios and was roared down by a great big ogre of a cast member. And I was like, yeah, mate, he's only a freaking eight-year-old. He's standing on the pavement. And then uh, a bus cast member, a bus driver, tore a strip off him um, because he, he... took a swig from a bottle, even though he had his bottle cap on. So Disney have got a harder edge than they used to have. Uh, Universal are going to be the ones who've got a problem because Universal have been really, their team members have improved substantially and they don't have the same space as Disney. You know, that, that Hagrid ride, when we were there in September last year, the queue, that's a normal queue, was right round the block into a totally different world. Yeah. So how do you socially distance these needy, self-entitled people who think it's their God-given right to get on that ride? And it's it's all it? going to go down to doing fast passes. It's got to. Yeah, and I, yeah. I worry that Universal haven't got the infrastructure. They've tried to do this virtual queue and it hasn't worked. Yeah, they said that they are introducing, it came out today, they're introducing more virtual queuing for some of the most popular rides at the resort, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't really work now. If it worked, they would have used it for Hagrid's. Yeah. Although, I mean, the virtual queue works for Fallon pretty well, I think. Um, well, yeah, that's because no one no one signs up for it. Well, yeah, exactly. We, we walked straight in last year. We literally walked straight in and didn't even see any of the, the preview stuff. Yeah, so did we. Yeah. Yeah, this this is an opportunity for Lentester and his boys to now sell his product, right? And you buy a pass where you get given a, a time to ride every single ride and get that implemented now. Yeah, but they, they can't do that. Of course they can. How? How are they going to get? How are they going to get the passes? You just you just do it. It's all app based. It's all on your phone. You get a touring plan on your phone. You get down to this is what's going to have to do. You're going to get a time slot to get into the parks. Get there for ten. How long are you going to stay? What rides do you want to do? Here's your touring plan. Bang! It's that that's e- what they they've done that at Shanghai where you can buy half day tickets. Interesting. So it that's wouldn't surprise me if well. we don't see that. That's the other thing with all of this though. It's like they're not going to be decreasing the cost of a pro, uh, of a park ticket. With, and you're getting half of experience. And I, I get it. It's kind of on you if you want to go or not. But let's say for European guests who, when flights will operate, no doubt, later this summer, are not going to have the luxury of saying, actually, I want to cancel my trip because the flight's going and the resorts are open. Um, you're getting half of an experience, but you're paying the same money to get into the park. doesn't feel right to me. No. Mm. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, I'd... I'm glad we didn't book for this year. I definitely wouldn't be happy to go while things are like this. It's, it's not its not the experience that you want, really, is it? I mean, you the interesting... Have, have no, no, exactly. And, and the other interesting thing is obviously, and something we've, we've obviously talked about on here quite a bit, is, you know, Halloween Horror Nights, which is still under construction, um, as far as we know, I've not seen any construction updates recently, but it was over the last six weeks. Um, and other than the fact that they've, you know, they've got dates and there are certain tickets that have been available um, in the UK at least, there's been no announcements at all. 
So we don't know right. how many houses. Well, I mean, they announced how many houses, but what I mean is there's been no proper press release. We normally get one around March time. It's now, you know, we're days away from June. And there's nothing. We've got, we haven't even had the first house announcement yet. Frequent Fear has gone on sale, though, for the yeah. UK for yeah. £86. Um, and that is nights September 10, 11, 12, 13, 16, 17, 18, 20, 23, 24, 25, 27, 30, right the way through October without going through it all, and then the 1st of November. So they are still planning on doing it, and they're still selling, and they're still taking people's money. Yeah, that's what I, that's that's it. I mean, but but what I'm saying is, is that although they turned around and said there was going to be ten houses and there was going to be the scare zones and there was going to be, uh, I think they announced three shows. We've had nothing else since then. That was the announcement they put at the beginning of the year. I would be shocked if the event, ta- if it takes place, it's going to take place at, at what they were expecting. Um, well, I think it's going to be half half the the houses. Look at international travel. I mean, we're, we're already saying here in the UK, if you're coming coming back into the country or you're arriving into the country, you've got to quarantine for two weeks. Now, that's surely got to be the case for international travellers arriving in Orlando um, for the foreseeable. thing with Orlando is they want the dollar. Yeah, the, the thing is that they're working on these shoots, aren't they, where it means that if you go to a certain country, you don't have to isolate... And the UK to the US is one of them. Uh, you're talking about the air bridges, aren't you? Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, what what the UK thinks they want to do and what they're going to be allowed to do is two different things. It, it could be that, you know, the states in general is, or certain states will be, and Orlando will need that dollar-dollar. But, uh, you know, everything's so up in the air. I mean, look... We were going to fly with Virgin. Virgin are allowing if you've booked your flight, if your flight leaves before the 30th of September, even if it's not cancelled yet, you can change that booking to next year or a date in the future. So I think I don't think they won't be flying out before the end of September, but I think that there could still be travel restrictions in place. Um, I, I think, think that, they, that's partly with them is that they want to keep your money. Yeah, at the moment. They do. Well, yeah, and I understand. I understand it. I mean, in the, the day, you need money to to keep afloat, right? Mm. I get it. Um, but, but what I'm saying is, is that by then turning around and saying that you know, if you've got a flight before September, you can re- uh, before the end of September, you can rebook that, or reschedule it for another time. That suggests that they don't think everything will be back to normal. Because if they think everything's going to be back to normal by then, they wouldn't be offering you the chance to change. They would just be saying to you, hold tight, you know, this is yeah, going to be all right. I think you have to look at it as well, is that they are going to be flying less people. They do not want those flights fully booked. As well. well. Yeah, and I mean, we don't know what the restrictions are going to be. We don't know if they're going to be doing uh, certain... Uh, you know, seat allocate not seat allocations like, but certain rows yeah. are going to be freed up, or um, if they're going to be flying half the capacity of a plane, like that's the max. You know, we don't we don't know because we don't know what the plans are yet. But even thinking about it, you know, say my trip to which which you know is still currently booked. Now it's looking it's looking very very unlikely, but still currently booked to be staying 
at Universal Orlando in September. So Dan and I are going, and obviously we're traveling as a two on a row of three. Even things like that, how is that going to work? Um, they're going to have to at least, at the very least, get rid of that other person that's on that row. Um, and then the other question, well, I don't live with Dan. How does that work? We've got different surnames. It's just... I smell a sitcom. <laughs> the, challenge is, the challenge for the aviation industry is just mind, mind-boggling, really. Well, Air India have said they can't do social distancing and their flights will be going and deal with it. Fully, fully laden. No, um, they're trained. That's, yeah, I mean, exactly. that's, 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 that's kind of Indian's yeah. attitude to everything, isn't it, to be fair? But th- there are certain, I can't remember what the, the, it's not an airline that I'm familiar with, but it was an American airline that said that they are not going to be making people wear masks. It's up to you if you want to wear a mask. Now, other airlines have said masks are mandatory. I want you before you step on that plane, you put your mask on. And you know, obviously, flights in in the states, you know, from state to state, are much shorter than what we get. Um, you know, for us going over to to America, so those flights aren't particularly long. Um, but you know, they're saying the same thing. You know, you need to wear masks. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, and also, you know, people are still kicking off about the whole mask thing. In uh, you know, I'm going to be going in in August. And I won't be wearing a mask. Well, I don't think that's your choice. If the mask is still mandatory at that point, you you will have to wear one. If you ain't wearing one, you ain't going. That, well, as things stand now, I mean, we don't know how long this is going to be required for. Um, the guy, the, the mayor of uh, Orlando seems to be a bit of a fruitcake, if you ask me. He seems to be so crooked. I mean, you've only got to look at the whole wrestling situation to know that that was still allowed to continue because that was deemed an essential business. I'm a wrestling fan. It's not an essential business. Um, but, well, you the know, NBA, money talks. The NBA season is supposed to be finishing in, in Walt Disney World this year. Um, yeah. Again, apparently, due, uh, apparently to be played in front of no crowd initially. But, I mean, yeah, I don't really believe that. To be honest. Well, I mean, we are seeing sporting events come come back with, without a crowd. It is happening, um, but but you know, there's still a lot of issues with with that, with how they're doing that anyway. And yeah, it's just it's it's just a, it's just a weird time. I mean, we need to we need to get stuff open. I'm not saying that we are going to have to be um, you know stuck indoors or not allowed to do things for the rest of the year, but I just, I just fear that they're opening some stuff up too early, and you know. What, well, what you've I... got to think, right, is bits of bits of the economy are, are opening up now, so there's a lot more people out and about. You, we are all seeing that. We're still keeping our families separate and stuff like that, but the new infections has basically stayed more or less the same. It hasn't risen yet and that's what they're gambling on as they're opening bits and bits of the economy this spike hasn't come yet now it's only been about two weeks since you changed the lockdown in the uk so it still could go up next week potentially but currently the deaths are still around the same you know around the 400 mark on a daily basis we've had a lot of bank holidays in may so everything's been a bit skew if 
but it's always around 400 and the new infections are about 2,000 a day, give or take a shilling here or there. So the economy is, we are getting stuff going and it's, we're not spiking yet. And I think, that's a, I think that's the gamble they're playing on. Well, well it is. I think, I think they're also gambling that they know it's going to go up. They know the cases will go up. It only makes a difference when they go up to the point where the National Health or the, the health service in that country, whether it's UK or US or whatever, when, when they can't handle it, that's when it makes a difference. Because that's when they've got to start turning people away and the death rate goes up. That's what they saw in Italy. It's when you can't give people the right level of treatment that it makes a difference. That's what this whole thing has been about, let's, let's be Which honest. Which is what they're saying in, in Brazil at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole it's the whole crux of it, you know. I mean, like the only thing that changes that game. That's all. Yeah, the only thing that changes the game is if if they if they come up with a vaccine, which is not going to be, you know, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Um, but, I know. but also, if you listen to the science of a vaccine, you're vaccinating against basically the common cold, which is what COVID is. It's a form of the common cold. So when you can't you can't even vaccinate against that because it's always evolving. Well, yeah, and that's that's it. We don't know if it's mutated or anything. So even if they even if they do produce something that works, it's only got to change a strand for mm. that to no longer be effective. So it you know it is just about being a bit more sensible. I mean, a lot of businesses have opened up in Florida, so it, it's a a better place to kind of look at than here because we've still got, you know, shops that aren't open properly and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a risk. It's, it's a risk. And as Mr. D said, really that I think the reason why we've had these shutdowns is to try and prevent the hospitals from overcrowding. We've managed it here. The hospitals have been able to cope. The States other than a few States like New York have pretty much been able to do it as well. So in that regard, it's a success, but it only takes a, a second wave and a quick second wave for that to all be for nothing. So, I mean, has anyone phoned up yet and asked about travel insurance? Because you need blob on travel insurance to get into America and all that, or you just need travel insurance that you can get from the post office or with your bank account or whatever. Yeah. But we're living in a new world now. No one's sort of tested it yet, have they? Because we're not allowed to fly. Well, well I thought I thought most travel insurance companies had, had come out and said that any new bookings um, are you know kind of null and void when it comes to any COVID-related claims. Yep. I did mine about three weeks before. Yeah. yeah. See, I've got I've got travel insurance in my bank. So mine's just a continually running thing. So yeah. I, sh- I sh- would, I, in theory, I should be fine. But yeah, I think if you if you took out travel insurance after I think it was March. Well, I think it was after the lockdown. I think once the lockdown was announced, that was like the hard stop. But if yeah. you, your travel insurance was prior to that, then you should be covered. If it's been after that, then yeah, you're not getting nothing. Yeah, we, well, we were the same as you, Nate. We we've got ongoing travel insurance through through the bank account but um we got an email from them that said any bookings beyond this day will not be covered mm. so it's fine if you booked your holiday last year or i think it's fine as far as i'm aware it's fine 
Um, if the holiday then gets cancelled, then you've you know you've got a claim. But if you now book a holiday and it's subsequently cancelled because of a second wave or or whatever, or the or the airline goes bust or somebody goes bust, then I don't think you're covered. And and the op- the other th- side to that is if you decide that you don't want to go, um, unless it's cancelled, then you know you can't. You can't just say I don't want to go. Um, no. Give me my money back. So I am. I'm fairly lucky that I only make deposits on mm. everything. Yeah. Literally, you dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I took took heed from Craig, <laughs> marking out my territory. Yeah, I I literally I only paid I paid a deposit with British Airways for the flight and car. Um, if I lose that, I lose it. Um, Disney, I know I'll be able to move. No matter what, they'll they'll move it. They're they're good like that. So I'm I'm not worried about that. And we put a deposit on the villa as well, and that wasn't a huge amount. So if that goes, it goes. Um, yeah, we've done we've done the same for all um, Universal in September with Virgin Holidays. Although they've now rebranded to Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Atlantic Holidays. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got until July to make that call. We're, at the minute, unless something significantly changes, we're gonna just cancel it and. Lose the deposit, as you said. It's not. It's not the end of the world. Health's more important. Yeah, but you, okay. you won't. You won't lose. You won't lose it. Are they just going to keep it for? Well, no. Well, it, it's up to you. As like, if you put with them as like a package, then they've said if it's before the end of September, you can move it without charge. So you will have to pay any any difference, and that's that's, that's where people thing, are getting yeah. unstuck because when people are, are then rebooking the holiday for next year, that holiday is now much more expensive. Now again, yeah. it's all it all varies, right? It depends on when you're going and you know your dates and everything like that. Um, and I think we are too far out at this moment to rebook for September because it's normally nine months in advance, isn't it? So it, it will be interesting, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be. I'd have a look at the terms and conditions, but you might you might just be able to get your deposit back, um, or as I said, the very worst is they'll they'll let you reschedule it for, for you know with no no admin fees and stuff, and you might just. Have to <laughs> knowing it. when to when to reschedule it for. Well, uh, you know, uh, I think a year in a year's time things will be completely different again. Um, That's if we don't see a big second spike in winter. Even if we do, you're talking about a winter. You know that that will that will kind of go February March time, hopefully. Um, it, you know, you're right. It, it, he's he's trying to guess um, at, at when this this might be all better, but you can't you can't predict it. No one predicted this, right? So we all booked holidays thinking we were able to go places. Dominic Cummings did. <laughs> I mean, he um, went back. He went back and edited an article pretending yeah. that, but I mean, yeah. he still predicted it. That's right. Yeah, Mystic make himself time travel. Yeah, um, that, my, that must be what one of my top, experiences like, with the cancellations is American attractions. I cancelled my Universal ticket. They've. I had only paid twenty five pound deposit. They've allowed me to move it to next year, and they've charged me an extra ten pound as opposed to the extra £13 it should have cost. Woohoo, £3 up. And then I had a Travelodge booked for Gatwick, I think I was flying from. Yeah. When I cancelled 
that they've given me a voucher for 69 pounds 69 dude for me to use whenever so i haven't asked for the money back virgin i have filled in a form online to say i'd like to change my booking and i've given them the dates for next year i'd like to have a look at uh, and they will contact me so far i've had no contact the other thing with virgin that they've currently done because of this news of gatwick is they've retired the fleet of boeing's is it yeah, seven, seven four seven. So yeah. ev- everybody who was booked on a Boeing flight has all been automatically moved onto the Airbus, is it? Yeah. And they're shit, right? Because yeah. I flew back from New York on one of them in February, and it was like flying EasyJet. It was pathetic, right? For long haul, it was pathetic. And people are all over the plane they've just rebooked their seats so if if any of you listeners are traveling on a virgin atlantic flight later on in the year or early next year and you were on a boeing you're gonna to have to have a look at your booking and you're gonna get in the list and in the queue to change your flight your seats because you'll be with everybody else so just that's something to bear in mind yeah and that's the thing they've, they've not announced where they're flying from <laughs> So God knows where you're going to get on your flight to Orlando from. Well, they've said. I mean, I think they they have said it's going to be Heathrow. I'm sure they said they moved all the Orlando flights to Heathrow. But even so, it's all a bit wishy washy. And the fact that they're still keeping the gate at Gatwick, even though they're definitely not flying from Gatwick anymore, they'll be back at Gatwick gate anyway. Of course, they will at, be at some point. Yeah, yeah I think they'll, they'll be, be back there next summer. It's it's it was a threat. It was a threat yeah. when they were trying to put money uh, pressure on the government to, to bail them out. Um, I'm not buying it at all, but um, yeah, certainly for the foreseeable, it's going to be it's going to be Heathrow. Um, but yeah, so there's there's I suppose some good good tips if you have already booked your holiday. Um, we've obviously spoken heavily about Virgin, other flight and hotel operators are of late available, of course. But um, you know that that's the experience that we found with them. Um, but yeah, if you are and you're worried about your flights and stuff like that, then, you know, see see what the policy is with whoever you booked with because they have, nearly all the major airlines now do have policies about what they're doing and when they're applying it to. Some are much shorter than others. I think BA is only July um, at the moment. You know, Virgin seems to be quite ahead of the game in, in looking at September. But, um, yeah, have a look to see how that's going to affect you. But... Um, let, let, let's talk about something more positive than that and the fact that, as we kind of spoke about earlier on, it is the 30th anniversary of uh, Universal this year. And one thing that I will say I think Universal do pretty well is their merchandise. Um, they, when, they, when they nail it, they nail it. And last year they had those really good cups or those really good glasses they had for Halloween Horror Nights I'm actually um, using mine at the moment. <laughs> I did wonder if that's what it was. Yeah. And um, Stranger Things. And um, and they've, they've released a load of merchandise for the first anniversary, which is all throwback stuff. So uh, they've re- re- uh, released a set of glasses which um, reference the original attractions. So Confrontation, Jaws, Back to the Future, and E.T. Um, I think there's, I heard there's one for Earthquake as well, but I don't think I've seen that one. I've not seen the Earthquake one either. No. Um, but yeah, that they look really cool. Very, very retro. And they've released um, some other merchandise with the original, 
what would you say, neon logo? Yeah, the neon logo neon that, they, that they had originally at Hollywood. It was originally the Hollywood sign. That's before right. They moved the, before they moved the globe out there. It's still there. I've got photos with it. But yeah, it was, it's the original Universal Studios logo. Yeah, which is always cool. Um, so yeah, some of that merchandise is, is pretty good. And I'm gutted that I, it's going to be very hard for me to get it. Uh, I can't imagine what four glasses shipped to the UK will look like when they actually arrive. And I don't think they'll be there by the time I get there. No. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a bit of a disappointment. But, uh, you know, did everyone else see that? Any thoughts on the merch? Oh, they looked awesome. It just made me miss uh, some of the attractions. Back to the yeah. Future and, uh, and Jaws in, in particular. Yeah. Yeah. I missed, I missed Back to the Future by about three months i think on my first trip um that was that was very very sad for me i mean it was great well, nothing. I think, don't get me wrong, it was fantastic yeah but it needed, it needed either to be replaced or updated that, yeah the, the, the video needed cleaning up massively yeah. They, yeah. they could have updated it and you know what christopher lloyd would have come back and and done the doc again like without a doubt he's shown obviously throughout the years a continued love for that character but they could um, put that back in and just replace Jimmy Fallon now. That is true, yeah. Won't be as much fun though in that in that ride system, possibly. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, whenever I see something to do with Kong Confrontation, it just makes me sad. I do like Kong Reign of Kong, but it's no confrontation, is it? It's it's not the same. It's it's screen based. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you step into that it's never going to be as good as the old animatronics built by Bob, Bob Gurr of course mm. but I mean you know you're saying that, I mean, uh, you know the, the one thing you can say about uh, the loss of confrontation is that at least they replaced it with something that was as oh, spectacular yeah. the mummy you know? is fantastic so it's not like Earthquake which we lost to uh, Fast and bus. Furious yeah the party bus <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, you know, I just I just love retro stuff. I love stuff that's harking back to the original opening days of Universal and, and their uh, own stuff. Yeah, yeah. More importantly, their own stuff, which is well, yeah, which is why there wasn't like a a class for Ghostbusters or anything like that. Which I know wasn't an attraction, but was a an opening day show. Yeah. Um, so. Well, yeah, all I'm thinking about is like what has happened to they spent all that time on replacing T2 3D, and now we've got the born stuntacular that is just sitting there <laughs> with well, uh, he's, he's a massive shame actually when you think about it because they were holding like the um the press events for it, weren't they? Yeah, a week or two before it closed, yeah, yeah. and the new hotel, yeah, and it was looking like it was look like the the, the born stunt spectacular was actually looking like it might live up to its name yeah um it was looking good and it did have a big cast of people and all of that work and all that effort and all of that training and now when's it going to open be interesting to see like if it does if it does open up on the 5th of june it's a massive theater though isn't it so it's easy it's easier in there to do social social distancing than than it is certainly for the the Halloween uh, the horror makeup show. Yeah, I guess it's the cast though, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, Jason Bourne going to stab someone in the face with a pen from two meters away isn't quite as appealing. 
they've, they've got to clean all the touch points as well. Yeah. You know, you can't have people walking along them rows without touching stuff constantly because that's what people do. Mm. We're all subconsciously touching our faces. We're all trying to do it a lot less now, but you, you just touch stuff all the time. So how do you do it? I'm surprised. You would have thought as well, with the uproar about masks and everything like that, you would have thought that maybe the more ideal policy would have been to make everyone wear gloves and have to keep changing gloves when they like leave an attraction or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's awful for the environment. Don't get me wrong; I'm not <laughs> not advocating no, we, it for we, that. But the environment's largely recovered, hasn't it? In a couple of months, let's get back to ruining it. <laughs> exactly. You it's can get you can get um, clean. like liquid gloves, can't you? Antibacterial liquid gloves, like that, that puts a, a little film on. Oh, I know. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe something like that. You you, you squish as you're going in. And then if you're touching stuff in there, it, it's not. I, I don't. What what you're seeing at the moment is people standing on the escalators, cleaning, you know, permanently. That's their job. Yeah. Just cleaning. So there'll be people employed to be going up and down them them rows, cleaning. I mean, if it was me as well, I'd um I'd have every guest, as you said, like the hand hand sanitizer station just before people go into the theatre. And everyone has to thoroughly scrub their hands before they go in, and then that at least means the theatre is largely clean. Um, mm. They're still going to have to clean it in between shows, but it, it kind of helps a little bit. Yeah. The other issue they're going to find is three D glasses. Are they just going to turn the three D off? Well, I mean, what mm. what's left of three D? Spider Man, um, Transformers, Kong, Kong. Oh yeah, Harry well, I saw an article that in um, in Universal they're gonna they're gonna hand out the 3D glasses. So presumably they're gonna wipe them with like a an anti-back wipe, just like you sh- get your shopping trolley when you go into Tesco. They wipe the they wipe the the push bar on the on the shopping trolley. Well, they might where, might do where you live in Town, Mister D, but they're yeah. certainly not doing that in my Asda. Really? Uh, no. they, 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 there is that they they've got like why. Um, not wipes have got like blue roll and uh sanitizing gel for you to use but it's all the Sainsbury's I went in the other day they had you know where you put your trolley afterwards they've mm. got one that says clean and one that says dirty mm. <laughs> yeah. it's interesting I wonder um, what it's like going into a waitrose <laughs> no no one knows We've, none of us have ever can I please push your trolley around the store for you sir yeah, they just uh, just have a line of Jeeves pushing the trolleys. <laughs> um, th- th- there was a thing, wasn't there, recently where Universal were um, patenting this new uh, glass cleaner technology, weren't they, to clean the 3D glasses? Yeah. But I think, did we did we find out that was for Epic Universe instead? Uh, well, That's not happening, is, is anything going to be for Epic uh, Universe now? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's being brought over. They're, they're, just, they're just building it in the car park now. Is there not? Is it UV light kills the bacteria and the viruses? No bleach. Apart, well, yeah, but <laughs> bit of both. Because on our toothbrushes upstairs, we've got little cubicles that you can take the head off and put it in, and it puts this blue light on it and kills all the bacteria. So maybe the three D glasses are going to be have these lights blasting down on them. 
Are you uh, are you Philip's uh, toothbrush users by any chance? Mm. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought that, I recognised that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there, there is some uh, some belief that UV kills kills it. Um, I don't know if it's actually been proven as that yet. I think it's still going through that. Uh, you know, there, there's not. I've not seen any official confirmation that UV does. Otherwise, we'd all be getting on sunbeds, right? Um, and I, you don't have to tell me. I know I live in Essex. I know everyone uses uh, sunbeds, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if that is the case or not. Uh, well, it's not working in Brazil. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that that that's that was my kind of view on it as well. Is when when they first said UV kills it. It's like, well, Australia had a load of cases your hot states in America had a load of cases. So is it actually really? Um, but yeah, maybe a concentrated UV light, you know, obviously the, the UV they use in, in cleaning is, is artificial, isn't it? And therefore can be made much stronger. So, so maybe, um, yeah, I mean the, the glasses, whenever I get pick up 3d glasses anyway, they're normally still wet. That's on the person before. <laughs> mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when they put those trays out of like the fresh glasses, they're they're normally still smeary and wet when they've just come out of the machine. So, you know, if they're going to keep up to those kind of standards, then I don't see what the problem is really. And yet if they're giving that out the glasses, then there's no, you don't get that problem of, you know, Bob picking up four pairs of glasses, but actually touching 12, getting to them. Here's the thing, right? Why would they not just... Um, give you a pair of 3D glasses to use for your day. Well, all the all the rides use the same. Yeah, as far as I can tell, you the same projectors. Projectors. So yeah, just go look. It's five dollars. You have to. You, you either pay five dollars deposit. Five dollar. Um, yeah, exactly. Excellent. That's why the show's been cancelled. <laughs> you either pay five dollars for your glasses as a deposit, or you don't go on the 3D attractions, and then that kind of negates the whole worry over it. I think. I think the, the Harry Potter 3D is different to the oh no, it's Disney 3D, isn't it? Where it's flat film. No, even I think I think all the all of those ones are as well, to be honest. I think all the glasses are made pretty much the same way. I don't and you can't use I've just shared an article with you. The UV light you'd have to use to clean would kill you. Well, that's you, how strong they're it cleaning, is. They're cleaning the glasses, though, not cleaning us. Well, yeah, but you, security measures as you enter in the park. You'd have to put your hand in to get it, wouldn't you? Your hand would drop off. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the thing is, if they if they're going to hand them out, then it's not a problem. It's a, there's a lot of trust involved, isn't there? Yeah. Because you're saying social distance, so why are you going to take stuff off somebody? Who's going to touch your seatbelt to prove that it's short? Yeah. Do you know these little yeah. things that are integral to a, a I'm going to rock it without doing it up. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, a maintenance man sat next to me, so I wouldn't be unheard of. Yeah, but then again, I suppose it only takes a pair of gloves, right? You know, if the cast member's wearing gloves, it doesn't matter what they touch, as long as they put those gloves straight in the bin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, if they've got their dick out and they're touching that with them, I'm not, I'm not happy. That's why Craig's been banned for the park for 19 months. That's a hell of a lot of gloves, though, as you say. Yeah. And them gloves are needed elsewhere. 
I don't know if if other places have got the same issues that we've experienced. I don't know. Um, Trump had the different states bidding for fucking PPE. That is true. Yeah, that, that is true. But but now things are slowly starting to calm down. Is that so much of a of an issue? I it's don't like know. the it's like the supermarkets, right? When all this first happened, you couldn't even get a bloody loaf of bread. Um, and now, which which isn't protecting you from Corona either. <laughs> Well, it is I if you wear it on your face. <laughs> but, you know, breathe through that, bitch. Hey, I was wiping my ass on loaves of bread at the start. I could get bread more than I could get fucking sausage rolls. Not sausage rolls. <laughs> toilet rolls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Raiding Greg's while they were still open. Unfortunately, due to the lockdown, all Craig has been doing is uh, dreaming <laughs> of uh, sausage rolls. <laughs> yeah. Okay. N- note to self: If I ever go to Craig's house, don't touch the sausage rolls. Okay. <laughs> Got that? Don't know where they've been. Why is your fridge in your, in your bathroom, Craig? It's <laughs> <laughs> my Kingston's fridge. Um, oh dear. Anything? Uh, anything else that anyone wanted to uh, to bring to the table? No, I think all I say is, yeah. is looking at them releasing this the frequent fear ticket. I sort of think they're morally obligated now to put on the event for Halloween Horror Night. Because they can't, right. they can't keep hold of all that people's money, like American attractions are doing and, and all the other people, so they don't go out of business. Universal are taking people's money here, and maybe it doesn't happen. Yeah, they it's, just need a choice. It's just like other things. I've booked tickets for a, for a sporting event in July and they've, they've just said it'll be rescheduled for next year. You can either have your money back or you can have mm-hmm. the same ticket for next year. It doesn't ring true that, you know, potentially Halloween or night in February next year. Oh, no, it won't be February. It'll be September. It'll be like a whole year. It does feel like a big shame because I think the 30th is going to be... Um, ruined by all of this. I mean, if, if I, the problem that you've got is that Universal probably makes most of their revenues through Halloween Horror Nights. Mm. Um, and I think they'll take any money for it rather yeah. than none at all. But it does feel like it's a bit of a shame that the majority of international travellers um, are not going to see the 30th year. I think they've well, gone way past that, though, Ryan. I think the 30th, they don't give a shit about the 30th. It's about, it's about getting their business back on track again. Yeah, yeah. I, we're good. I, there's two. There's two scenarios. Well, there's there's technically three scenarios, but I think there's two obvious ones. The first one is the event goes ahead as planned, um, and they just figure out a way of doing it. And there's going to have to be less people there because of social distancing. Um, the second one is the event gets put on, but it, it's not the full experience. So whether they call it the 30th anniversary or not. Um, they will just have a diluted event which has less things so we might you might not get scare zones for example um, but you might still get houses or, or something like that it won't be the full on experience and obviously the third option I, I would assume the, the least likely to happen now is that they just don't have the event at all and they push it back till next year now that's what I thought they were going to do that is where we we put our money. We talked about it on other episodes, but um, I don't get it. How are you going to have a scare actor coming up to you? Pro- you're, like, not. you're not going to get scared from like two meters away, are you? That's you're the not. Thing. They're not. They're not going to be able to have stuff like that. 
all the scares are going to have to be, you know, light effects or, um, you know, things, puppets or things popping out. It's um, a puppet. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Tell that to you and Craig at Slimer last year. <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? Like, you're right. You're not going to be able to have scare actors in the same way, which is why I think scare zones might be on the shopping block because what's the point of a scare zone if there's no scare actors in it? But even um, houses are going to be, I mean, what's what's the point? You know, it works well in some cases, like Ghostbusters last year, but you do that on every house and it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah. The only plus point is you won't get spoiled by people in front of you and behind you. That is true. Yeah. You'll get every single scare. Yeah. That is true, yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that's that's all I can see. I mean, if they could have afforded to do it, I would have said scrap the event this year, just, just sod it. Don't have Halloween Horror Nights. Have it next September and have a really big 30th anniversary of Halloween Horror Nights. That, to me, makes the most sense, and that would please the most people. Um, but I don't think it will. I think they will put on a diluted event, and I think that th- that will turn the 30th into a bit of a damp squib. Even if I'm wrong, and they put on a full event for Halloween Horror Nights 30 this year, I still think it's going to be a bit of a damp squib because you're not going to be able to have... You're not going to be able to have all the people that want to go there go there. Um, even if everything's back open, you are going to have people that don't want to go there out of fear of how this thing is is still lingering about at that time. Um, and I think it's going to be a very localised event. I mean, personally, if, if it weren't, did go ahead, what I would do is probably call it 29.5 and bring back a couple of houses that you've got all the props for maybe sticking around from last year. Um and just run it as like a, a a kind of intermediate event, just saying like, you know, tagline, the terror just got real, something like that. Um, and just do it do it that way. And then, as you said, do something this year, but don't just don't call it the 30th, because I think, as you said, it's it's going to be such, such a disappointment for many people who can't go or, or won't go because it's unsafe to do so. But, you know, as... as uh, Mr. D says it's a big business and they don't really care at the end of the day. Set in the future and call it Halloween Hot Nights 234. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's just have to remember to skip that one in a few years. Yeah, quite a few years. Mm. But yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, they've, they've been posts that we've put out, our other Universal Twitter accounts have put out about whether it's going to go ahead, whether you want it to go ahead. And it does seem to be very mixed. You know, it's not the uh, the 90 to 10% on all of these. You know, sometimes it's 70, 30, sometimes it's 60, 40. They're always quite close. There does seem to be a hardcore that are like, yes, it's got to go ahead. It can't not go ahead. And other people that probably think, do I want a diluted event? Or because of what's going on, am I even going to be able to go to push it back? Um, it's going to be very interesting. I think we'll we'll find out for sure within the th- the first month of the parts being open. I reckon by July fourth weekend, Universal will have either announced what is going on, or at least some houses, or they're going to push the event back. I think that'll be the telling weekend with crowds and and especially with Disney still being closed. Universal are going to take the brunt of it. Yeah, it's no coincidence that Disney are waiting until after that weekend. I mean, it's, let's be honest, 
fair play to them because that's going to be the that's one of the biggest weekends of the year for them in terms of revenue. Yeah. But yeah, they're letting Universal take the take the hassle for that. And and we're seeing the same Disneyland Paris as well. Like that park, they haven't announced dates yet, but the the rumored date is just after Bastille Day. Yeah, for the same reason that you know that's the big French holiday. So, well, the thing is, if they, if they have to limit capacity, then your revenue's kind of fixed anyway. So, whereas yeah. normally Fourth of July would be an extra on top. If every day is going to be the same, if if the capacity is maxed out, that's maybe what they're expecting. Yeah. They're gonna if they're only going to operate the palace at twenty five percent capacity, then that's what they're going to get on July the fourth, July the fifth, July the sixth until until that changes. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing, I suppose. If if um, travel from like the likes of the UK does eventually open up, how long are they going to be operating at capacity for? And if you were over there for say two weeks. Are you only going to be able to get in the parks on one or two days of the week? You know, and obviously that's the least of our concerns, but it is a concern for people that maybe have their trips booked. Yeah, we'd only got like five days planned in the parks anyway. Certainly in the Disney parks, and a couple in Universal. So if we can only get in for a couple of days, we can, and we'll we'll find other things to do because we've done the parks so often. It's not a as big a hit as it could be. But for people that are only going out there for the first time or will be their only time, then, yeah, it's not going to be a nice situation. No. Right. Is that it for this show? Literally. Good. Well, in that case, um, we started Universal Arth Dark as uh, part of Diz Arth Dark back in 2016. Did we? It's gone back and looked through the archives, yeah. First episode was 2016 on its own feed. So a couple months before that uh, it was the first Universal Arth Dark. And wow. this, is, this is the end. We've come to the natural end. So the new podcast will be on this feed. It will still be a Universal podcast. It will be... We are working on structure for the show. So there are going to be uh, more segments and, you know, just a, just a, a general uh, kind of format to the show, which has been lacking of late. And, um, you know, a new and improved podcast. Sadly, without Boston, but she'll be back in the future at some point as a guest or something, I'm sure. But um, if you don't already and you're missing out on her because you've just had uh, five blokes rambling down your ears for the last hour and a bit, then you can check her and Mr. Ripley out over on the Halloween Half Hour, the most misleading podcast in the world. I mean, it's about it's about horror stuff, but it's not half an hour. 47 minutes, some weeks, some minutes, it's an hour and 10. Exactly. They really need, they need an editor. They need someone to trim, trim those times down or split them up. Don't call yourself a half hour if it's more than that. Tony Hancock got didn't do that, did he? Tony Doddy Hancock did. decided to. Doddy did. Doddy did four hour shows. Um, and wouldn't let you out. And wouldn't yeah. let you out. You were locked in, uh, just like we are now, in our isolation. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening for the last uh, four and a bit years to this particular show. And we'll be back with a brand new Universal show in June? Yep. I suppose June it June. will be June, wouldn't it? Oh, 
next week. Yeah. Definitely not next week. I've got far too much on. But uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Sleep well. See you later. Good night, Vienna.